building your personal brand internally and externally, both just as important as each other. I think once you build your brand internally, you're going to have a lot more easier conversations with hiring managers. Welcome to the All In Recruitment Podcast by Manitao, where we explore best practices, learnings, and trends with leaders in the recruitment space. If you like our content, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and Spotify to stay tuned for our weekly episodes. My name is Lydia, and with us today is Reese Fallon, the Director of Talent Acquisition at ThoughtWorks. Good morning, Reese. Thank you for joining us all the way from Toronto. Morning, Lydia. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. Thanks again for, for having me. So, Reese, uh, to start off, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the talent acquisition space uh, in in the tech scene? Yeah, of course. So, my background is mainly from a sort of sporting, um, organizational management oh. with a sort of minor in environmental science and then done my MBA afterwards. So, really combined kind of that business side. Yeah, when I looked after school, it was more, I didn't look at job titles. I looked at more competencies that come with it. So I looked at more of the competencies where I thought at the time people from sport would do well. And hmm. two main avenues really that would come up. One's sales, which I learned, later learned pretty much is recruitment and I'll touch on later. Hmm. And the second is recruitment. So I went back to London and London has a really strong recruitment landscape, especially for people that are junior and wanting to learn and sort of ramp up quickly. So looked at competencies, looked at the competitive nature, looked at the sort of meritocratic environment that it offers. I wanted somewhere which I could grow quickly and use everything I had to learn in sports in a job. So that's kind of how I found my way into recruitment. Joined that when I finished school. Um, again, worked in London for a year. Sort of worked the way up the sort of the, the ranks into a senior recruiter, and then had a sort of really exciting opportunity to move to Canada to mm. to carry on. Where I continued in sort of the technical recruitment space for uh, about three and a half years, and then now sort of in my most recent role in sort of a director capacity, um, looking after all things recruitment. Okay. So what were some early steps that you had taken for yourself to help you transition from being a senior technical recruiter to managing a team of recruiters in ThoughtWorks? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it's still learning to this day. And I think it's that we'll continue to learn, I think, as a manager and managing people. And the mindset had to shift from individual contributor i come from an agency background originally where it's more okay how much how many numbers can you put on the board how much billing to be we're actually more so now you're looking at internal strategies that people you're hiring are working directly next to you right which contributes to the success of the company so even moving from that agency type mindset i would say even when i first joined not even when i went into kind of the management was, was a big shift but then more so to manage in a team, it's you have to then switch, take that team first approach. So asking questions and listening to your team, I think was the biggest sort of eye opener and something that really, I think, helped me at first. So going in blank slate, finding out 
what motivates them, their strengths, their weaknesses, where they're looking to grow and figuring out that one size doesn't fit all, especially in talent acquisition. I think it can be seen at times where, okay, maybe you have to be extremely extroverted or you have to jump on a thousand calls a day to be successful in in recruitment when that's not always the case. And flipping it on that side, requesting honest feedback is super important. So having feedback early on on how I was managing them, how I was doing, where they were looking for more from me in some retrospect, I think really helped. Um, And I think the biggest one which really stands out is shifting that mindset to becoming an accountability partner. So what I mean by that is leading by example and being the change I saw when I was in their shoes. I think that's really important. So I think being that sort of accountability partner and thinking about how you want to lead from a strategy perspective is something that really helped me anyway, go from like a senior technical recruiter role into sort of more management. So with your background, how did you apply the athletic traits that you had to managing a team of recruiters? For teams to do well, there was always a big sort of fundamental is you're always as strong, you're only as strong as your weakest player. So it's building everyone up and giving everyone time and attention, I think was super important from a athletic to recruitment perspective. And then personally, I'm very, very competitive. And I think that comes from, a, again, definitely comes stems from the athletic side as well. So providing that competitiveness in the team, but keeping it friendly, keeping it fun, keeping it fair. It's more how can we actually compete potentially then against other companies in our space, get ahead of competitors in, in that retrospect as well. So I think from a team building competitiveness perspective, that athletic to recruitment was pretty seamless. How would you illustrate this value proposition? Are there any success stories you'd like to share? So for what ThoughtWorks is presenting in that extraordinary impact sort of space, it's we look at it in sort of creating meaningful and lasting change through technology. Mm -hmm. So for us being a consultancy and working very, very closely with clients, it's more so developing innovative software solutions for for them clients and also working that social good space as well. I think that's something that probably, especially in, in this day and age that we're in, it's more about how much revenue can we get? Let's just make sure everything's revenue generating where I think that looking at social good and being able to help even from a pro bono perspective is something that all companies should look to do if they have them facilities. So an example of something that we did at ThoughtWorks is a development of an open source platform. Mm-hmm. So that provides sort of financial services to the unbanked populations in developing countries. So again, that platform that was developed at ThoughtWorks has been sort of implemented in several countries and again, has actually helped bring financial inclusion to millions of people. So extraordinary impact is going, my personal perspective is going above and beyond. Of course, you do your day-to-day, your servicing clients, the revenue generating projects, of course, but is there more that we can do? With that value proposition comes the need to manage expectations as well. You know, 
ensure productivity and also team cohesion in the workforce. So how do you go about fostering that in ThoughtWorks? Yes, I think even with that remote aspect, again, having that shift is, is challenging, right? I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say it's super easy to take everything that potentially worked well in when you're in office to fostering that culture in uh, remotely as well. So for us as a business, we prioritize sort of more clear project planning and goal mm-hmm. setting to encourage our employees to focus on delivering high quality work. And with that comes culture. And honestly, it's at the forefront of sort of what we do and where we found that growth perspective to be able to really help us is we're very flat as, as an organization. So it's real opportunities to grow from within. And if you look at a lot of people from ThoughtWorks, they've had multiple different careers and actually different areas in throughout the business. So just say you start in the growth and sales team, that doesn't necessarily mean that in X amount of years, you wouldn't have an opportunity to work in the product space or potentially even like the design areas and things like that. So I think having that flat organization massively helps foster that sort of growth as well. Um, and then cross functionality. We really look to work in obviously agile methodologies, partnering with being extremely cross functional. One, it's amazing for clients and Two, it just really fosters that collaboration. And I think what's also extremely, extremely important now is diversity and inclusivity. So we're working really hard to create a culture sort of where all employees feel valued and respected as well. And I think that having them key points alludes to that value proposition. And today we're seeing many trends in talent acquisition, and that also includes a rise in different types of um, ways of working and also a rise in contract work and also the need to build more connectivity in the workforce in tandem with productivity. So things like soft skills and teamwork continue to be as critical as technical skills. So in your opinion, Reese, what might be some steps or some tips to approach assessing talent in this this wave of new trends coming up. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, with the new sort of remote first world we're all living in, communication and team collaboration is out, is needed at all time high, right? It's, I think, majority of the candidates that I speak to and would even feel this myself, if I was looking to join a business, it's how are you fostering a, a culture remotely and Again, that's a whole other topic sort of for itself, but it's super, super important in really keeping employees happy, keeping a value proposition strong, and again, alluding to that business sort of results as well. So assessing both technical and soft skills. Mm. I think something that's really kind of stood out to me recently is hiring for potential as Mm. well as hiring just for pure technical skills because again there is no such perfect candidate and i think especially in that remote world and for us being in consultancy soft skills are again extremely important and emphasizing teamwork is massive we use 
for an example, for our engineering interviews, we use a pairing interview, which is mm-hmm. a lot more collaborative than just a coding test or a coding assignment because what that lets us do is that lets us measure technical aptitude, but also collaboration at the same time. Great way to do this would be to look for potential over experience. So again, of course, previous experience is important. It shouldn't be overlooked, but that shouldn't be the only thing that we look at. And as I just mentioned, try and assess candidates in a real real work scenario. Like, can you provide some kind of interview to allow them to at least exhibit their skills in a real life scenario rather than something, again, just a pure coding test or something that doesn't allow them to kind of flex their muscles. It's it's interesting how you talk about hiring for potential because my next question is sort of related to that. It's It's got to do with future-proofing recruitment. Hiring for potential is definitely a great point that you made there. What might be some other ways to think about this aspect? Yeah, really good question. And I think alignment is really important. So alignment with, again, your internal staffing teams is at an all-time high. I really feel like it is. And especially when you're envisioning sort of growth within your business. So something that we're really looking to do here is becoming proactive in recruitment rather than fostering a reactive approach to hiring. So looking at industry trends, looking at what do we think we need as a business in Q1 to Q4 and trying to get ahead of that in a lot of the work that we're doing rather than, okay, now we have five roles that we need to hire for yesterday. Because again, yes, you may hire from them roles, but are you all the time going to get the best people for that role? You're going to be able to incorporate DNI. You're going to be actually be able to hire for potential when you do that if you're reactive. Maybe if you get lucky, but probably not. So I think really having alignment between talent acquisition and the business functions Mm -hmm. is so important. I think we've seen great success doing that recently because Mm -hmm. we're even looking at industry trends, right? So for an example, is there X type of skill set that is really hot in the market right now? Mm -hmm. If it is, we need to get ahead of that. We need to be creating projects. We need to be reaching out to these people. We need to set ourselves runways of eight to 12 weeks rather than the traditional four to six, right? Because that's going to allow us then to get ahead of, of, of the curve. And as I just mentioned, staying sort of current with industry trends and technologies. So again, relating to proactiveness. So doing your reading, looking at what's going on in the markets, making sure you're encapsulated with doesn't just have to be tech, but any market you're in, I think, really, really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then building a strong personal and employer brand. So promoting the company's values and missions, like getting it out there, attending events, really kind of being a champion for the business you're working in from an employer side, but also a strong personal brand. I think having that strong personal brand is... It's never going to hurt either. And kind of, yeah, summarizing all of that, it's collaboration. Like make sure your recruitment strategies align with the overall business and future needs of the companies, right? Like we've seen a lot of 
layoffs recently mm-hmm. where this hasn't happened, right? It's been a very reactive state to the market. Okay, everyone else is hiring. We might lose out on lots of talent. Let's make sure we hire just as quick. And then it didn't actually meet the needs of the business. So that would be sort of my main goals. And again, doesn't always work. There's always going to be reactive roles, 100%. But if you can get ahead of them as quick as possible, it's going to help. You made some great points right there, um, Reese. especially when you're talking about uh, looking into what the trends are, preparing yourself for the trends that will directly affect the niche that you're in and watching out for those spaces and, and then matching that with a strong EVP or employer brand even. And also in terms of uh, keeping up with trends, there's been widespread adoption of AI into many aspects of business today. And we see the different kinds of use cases for, for ChatGPT, at least in the last two or three months, right? So how do you think talent acquisition professionals can benefit from artificial intelligence? Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. It seems like ChatGPT mm. is everywhere at the moment. Yeah. And I'm sort of playing around with it um, yesterday evening just to kind of see that the power it right. has and it's crazy. Yeah, but what is, did, did you try something out? Did you try to um, create a, yeah. a document or some kind of letter maybe? Yeah, I was actually looking at first. I wanted to see how well it could write an email, prospective candidate. So I just typed in write email to prospective candidate from X company using top three selling points in technology. And within two seconds, it wrote a really good in mail to be honest and i kind of had to sit back and be like this, this is crazy it was um yeah it was really good like really good quality but i think there's pros and cons again i think it's still very very early and i think of course it's going to help right? of course if you're looking to potentially switch up some way to communicate especially from a recruitment sense or want to look to even have your own education if you're writing in mail what's the top three challenges of x company that you're looking to hire Right, it's going to probably provide that to you a lot quicker than you doing your own research. So, for that concept, I think it's good. I think it's it's great for that. But for recruitment as a whole, I wouldn't want our industry to lose its authenticity, especially because we're working with people. We're not selling a SaaS platform or one set product that does the same thing over and over again. I wouldn't want us to kind of lose that in-person touch as well. And that's even through written communication. So personally, I think it's really cool. Like it's, it's really cool. And I know AI is going to become massively, again, it's going to continue to grow, right? Especially in, in our industry. But now I'm on the fence. Maybe in a few months, I might change here and there. I think it's great for some aspects, but I wouldn't say use it all the time because you want to, keep your own self you want to keep your own brand and you want to make what's good about you continuous so Reese, in your opinion what is the impact of recruitment technology such as uh, manitel's ats for example for hiring and what are the benefits that you've seen in your experience i think it's massive for efficiency honestly like a lot of the tasks that you may have had to do sort of manually in a hiring process is now automated so again that actually frees up a lot more time and gives you an opportunity to focus then on 
what's more important, as I alluded on earlier, on that strategy, on that sort of go-to-market, on that EVP rather than manual tasks. And that then leads to that improved candidate experience, right? I think any recruiter, anyone that's working kind of in that talent acquisition space, like candidate experience is at the forefront of what we do. So I feel a lot of the technologies that we can use as allow us that sort of seamless and also personalized experience. I think touch on that personalized experience is really important because I think we, we've all been through interview processes where we feel like just another number or it takes ages for recruiters to get back to you and, and things like that. So I feel like implementing technology, even if you're rejecting a candidate, is a lot more personable. It's a lot more direct. And I think that really leads to one, a positive candidate experience and also leads to future hires because that person may not be a fit now and then i think it's data data's man i think any sort of talent acquisition function that wants to improve has to be data driven now i think it's and using this technology provides that data cleaner data broader insights at a click of a button rather than having to use not that i don't use them because i still love excel and spreadsheets but having to manually go through and look at all the data it's done in a click of a button and then you can strategize mm. a lot easier on where you want to go next and then what wider reach honestly i feel as we've gone remote we've had to kind of adapt in regards to being more canada-wide now for us specifically before we'd be more in office so it's allowed us to have a wider reach which has been amazing for the pipeline of candidates we've been able to to build so, Reese, what advice would you give someone who is starting out in the talent acquisition space today? This is my favorite question. I love, I love this question. Um, a few different things. So, from what I've kind of alluded to earlier, learn to sell. And I know people maybe feel like learn to sell. That's a, that's a strange thing to say. Is it's a recruitment role? It's not a sales role. Talent acquisition, recruitment. I'm a big believer that it's it's sales. It's a very multifaceted sales role because you're selling the business that you work for, you're selling the role, but then internally as well, you're also selling the candidate in some retrospect to the hiring managers as well. So having that sales acumen, and again, this doesn't mean like a sell me a pen sort of retrospect, but being able to sell in this industry is very, very important. Um, another one I'll touch on is as i said before building your personal brand internally and externally both just as important as each other i think once you build your brand internally you're going to have a lot more easier conversations with hiring managers they're going to listen to you they're going to respect you they're going to have confidence in where you want to go and especially if you're in a bigger company as well building that brand internally is very very important and Learn the business inside and out. That is probably one of my biggest tips today is because if you learn your business that you work for inside and out and the roles that you're hiring for as well, you can really pivot your conversations from them learning. And I'll emphasize on that because we've all been on the other end of a, a phone call where it's especially a recruiter screen, it's extremely scripted, which is fine in some retrospects because you have to get the key points out. But if a candidate asks a question or you want to find out more about the 
the company and it still stays on that script, I think from a candidate experience perspective, isn't good. There is no set template for what makes an amazing recruiter. Be yourself. Everyone does it different. Use what you're unique at and use what you enjoy about the industry and use that to your advantage. Like just because I'm doing something doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to work for you and, and vice versa. So be yourself. And then finally, don't be afraid to fail. That is super important. You're going to fail over and over again in recruitment. It's tough. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. But again, don't be afraid to fail. Keep going and the results will come. It's an interesting perspective thinking of sales as consultative, persuasive, both for uh, the candidates or even passive candidates, for example, and also your internal stakeholders, people who have to ultimately depend on your your insight as well in order to make a choice. And I think that's that's really valuable advice. So thank you very much for your time and insights today, Reese. I'm sure uh, those who are listening in would like to know where to uh, connect with you. So where can they find you? Yeah, so LinkedIn, absolutely fine. So you can just touch my name. So Reese Fallon, it works. Always happy to, to connect on LinkedIn. Also more than happy if anyone is new to the industry or is just looking for some some tips or again, just wants a general conversation. Definitely feel free to reach out to me. Anything ThoughtWorks related, you can check out the careers pages on that as well. Any open roles we have. But yeah, I'm always happy to to kind of help again people in the industry or anyone that's looking to get into it. So thanks again, Reese. And we have been in conversation with Reese Fallon, the director of talent acquisition at ThoughtWorks. Stay tuned for more weekly episodes of All in Recruitment. Thank you. Mm-hmm.